About a week or two into my time here at Incarnate Word, I received a phone call during the day from one of my closest friends who I was with in seminary. And he was calling to tell me that his dad had just collapsed at his home and he probably wasn't going to make it. So I hurried up and went down to St. Anthony's Hospital and I got there just before the ambulance arrived. And as they were wheeling my best friend's father in, I absolved him, I anointed him, and I gave him the apostolic pardon. He died about 10 minutes later. It's one of the hardest days of my priesthood, uh, having to be there for one of my closest friends uh, when they were experiencing such a deep moment of sorrow. And I prayed with them all throughout that day and even had the funeral for his dad uh, later on that week. There are a few things, though, as a priest, more humbling than giving someone the last sacraments, especially right before the end. Knowing that that person was prepared to leave this world and meet Almighty God, it's a small blessing in an otherwise horrible time. You know, brothers and sisters, we know neither the day nor the hour when you and I will be called home. We don't know when we will be invited to that wedding feast. So it is incumbent upon us, brothers and sisters, to be ready, to be prepared, just as those who were eventually invited by that king that we just heard about in our gospel. But naturally, as human beings, upon hearing a gospel like this, our attention might turn to that one guy in the gospel. That guy who was invited, but didn't have a wedding garment, and the king cast him out into the darkness. We might ask why. Why on earth would a king who was so desperate to have people come to the wedding banquet, why would he then all of a sudden kick someone out over improper attire? Well, this man was invited but he lacked what was necessary for entrance. He wasn't fully prepared, and yet he wasn't adorned with proper attire. Obviously, this parable is an image of final judgment, of God calling us to heaven, to the wedding feast of the Lamb, the end of our lives. And that wedding garment, brothers and sisters, is a symbol of sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace is God's very life dwelling in our souls. When we say that someone is in a state of grace, that's what we mean, that they have sanctifying grace. It's the indwelling of the Trinity. It means that we are attached and united with Christ, and it is essential to entrance to eternal life. The first moments that you and I received sanctifying grace, brothers and sisters, was at our baptism, when we were cleansed of original sin and made a child of God. It was the first tangible moment of God's grace working in our lives, even from our earliest days. And to symbolize the innocence and to symbolize the sanctifying grace that we receive in baptism, the person, or most likely the baby, that is baptized is given a white garment. Again, not unlike the wedding garment that was required for entry to that feast. And when that garment is presented to that child, it's accompanied by a prayer. And the priest addresses the newly baptized and tells them this. You have become a new creation and have clothed yourself in Christ. May this white garment be a sign to you of your Christian dignity. 
with your family and friends to help you by word and example. Bring it unstained into eternal life. And that white garment is a sign of our union with Christ and the grace that dwells within us. It's an, out, it's an exterior physical sign of an interior reality. But we know, brothers and sisters, that along the way, sin can make that garment dirty. It can stain it. It can make it quite sullied. And it can sever that union, especially through mortal sin in particular. It can cut us off from that union with the Lord to the point that that garment might be unrecognizable from what it once was. But thanks be to God for the gift of the sacrament of reconciliation. And by an extension, the sacrament of anointing of the sick too. Those sacraments cleanse us from sin, yes. But they restore us and give us sanctifying grace once again. These sacraments restore that baptismal garment to its former luster. To the innocence and beauty of prior times. That's what happens when we go to confession. Our souls are cleansed and they are as clean as they were on the day of our baptism. And so the goal, the end goal, as mentioned in that parable and in that prayer, is to bring that baptismal garment unstained to eternal life. That at the end of our lives, we bring that garment, that outward sign of our interior Christian dignity, and present it to our Lord, along with it all that that garment represents. So it's incumbent on us to be ready at the end of our lives, to go and meet our Lord with sanctifying grace, to be prepared and fortified with the sacraments of Holy Mother Church. And a beautiful way, again, that we represent this in the church at every funeral is that when the casket is brought into the church for the final time, it is draped and clothed with that white funeral pall. Again, symbolizing that garment of baptism That garment from this parable. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now we are called to to keep that garment with us. And to keep it clean. And we hope and pray that when at the end of our lives that God welcomes us to that wedding banquet. Now we do know that God is merciful. We have great confidence in his mercy. But conversely, if we leave this world without that wedding garment, we risk the same results as that man in the gospel. So it behooves us to leave this world in a state of grace, if we have the opportunity. And so I I always tell people, if you're sick or you know someone who is near death, call the priest. Call us and reach out to us, preferably maybe a little bit ahead of time, if possible. Even hospitals and nursing homes don't really call us anymore because of privacy laws. You have to call us, and we want to anoint you and give you the sacraments for you or your loved ones. And for younger people, I simply say this, go to confession. You will not regret it. And you may never know when you will need that sacrament the most. There's few things more gratifying for me as a priest than to see a soul that has been cleansed from sin and to have a soul prepared to meet our Lord. The peace that we experience in that moment, brothers and sisters, is indescribable. Knowing that we are prepared and knowing that we are ready. So today, may we reflect on this reality that you and I will, in fact, be called and invited by God into the eternal wedding feast of the Lamb and pray that we be prepared for it whenever it comes. 
that all throughout our life we may work on bringing that baptismal garment unstained to eternal life so that when we meet our Lord, he might say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter the kingdom of your heavenly Father.